Hello, pro wrestling fans. Welcome to another week's edition of Dork Side of the Ring. It's the podcast where your nerdy obsession with professional wrestling is not only tolerated, it is celebrated. I am Matt Marbury, and with me at the table, Adam Tollefson. The damn Ted DiBiase. <laughs> I love that that's been a little through line in this whole Cameron Grimes thing. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, it shows up in the jeweler shop. Yeah. It's a nice watch, <laughs> yeah. but it's not a, a million, million dollar, dollar watch, watch kid. <laughs> I love that they brought him back for that. That was fucking awesome. That was fun. All right. Ugh, before I go too far, because I always forget, be sure to follow us on the Twitter, on the Instagram. We are at Dorkside, O-T-R, and we tend to put up, um, you know, an episode description every week. I try to put a picture up of uh, stuff that's made it into the new collection every week, that sort of thing. Um, I'll definitely try to get better at it because I'm not the greatest at it right now, but if I don't plug it, nobody will go to it, and if nobody goes goes to it... What's the point of what's plugging the point it? Of, what's the point of adding to it? That's right. God damn, it's a real chicken and egg situation, you know what I mean? I'm the chicken. It's a real gobble, gobbly <laughs> yeah. gooker. It's a real Survivor Series 1990 <laughs> situation, god damn it. All right, well, as we sit down to record, it is... April 28th, 2021, and... On this day in pro wrestling history... 1970, WWWF world champion Bruno San Martino defeats Ivan Koloff in a Texas death match in Boston, Massachusetts. I was going to say, is it in Texas? Nope. Never. <laughs> Rare, nope. Rarely ever, especially if it's the WWWF running the show. Yeah, they don't East make Coast, it that baby. far down. But it is weird. Um, I always think it's funny how many times you would see these death matches way back in the day. Yeah. In the New York territory. Like, you don't see that shit now. That's true. It's so corporate. It is so corporate. What is this GCW? What is GCW? Corporate ministry. <laughs> 1980. An event at the famed Keel Auditorium in St. Louis, Missouri, saw both the WWF and NWA world titles defended as WWF champion Bob Backlund defeated Bulldog Bob Brown. That man likes his bees. And NWA champion Harley Race defeated Ric Flair. Also on the show, Ken Patera defeated Kevin Von Erich to win the Missouri State Championship. Hmm. Nice little, I don't know uh, what the name of the show was or what. I didn't dive too deep into that, but that's awesome. Yeah, anytime you get that many different guys represented on different you know companies, that's a super card. It's if a you super will. card. 1992 ECW, then known as Eastern Championship Wrestling, crowned their first ECW champion in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, at the Tabber Youth Association. Two separate battle royals. I like this idea, by the way. Two separate battle royals were held with different participants. The winner of each battle royal then faced each other in a match later in the night to okay. determine the champ. I like it's that. almost like what they did with Ray when they vacated Shawn Michaels left, took his ball and went home kind of thing. Remember that? Yeah. 93? Yeah. And they did the battle royal on Raw. Right. Last two, Rick Martel, Martel and Razor. Razor. 
battled the next week for the title. I kind yeah. I like that kind of idea. It's not, it's not just giving a guy a championship for winning a battle royal. Right. Man, they, I, they would have saved a lot of space if they would have done that with World War Three. <laughs> oh my God, that was only ninety guys or something. Three rings, yeah. Why don't we just do two rings and then we'll do the winner of each one and have to face each other? <laughs> no, three. The first battle royal was won by Sal Bellamo, and Jimmy Snuka won the second one. Snuka then defeated Bellamo to become the very first ECW champion. He killed it that night. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> 1999 WWF held the backlash pay-per-view not back not WrestleMania backlash Adam <laughs> no shit in Providence Rhode Island at the Civic Center in the main event WWF world champion Steve Austin defeated the rock in a no holds barred match when special referee Shane McMahon accidentally hit rock with the title belt Austin then gave Rock a stunner. Shane refused to count the pin, so Vince McMahon came out with a second referee, hit Shane with the title belt, and the rest is history. Also on that card, and I don't remember this at all, Mankind was involved in a boiler room brawl with... Hold on. (laughs) Big Boss Man? Oh, you're so close. Ah, Big show. Big show. I thought you were going to nail it, son. I remember like seeing that somewhere. I'm like, I never saw that one. Yeah. <laughs> Mankind got the win as he pinned Big Show on a pile of pipes. That's what <laughs> yeah, it said. Yes, of course. <laughs> ting, 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 ting. That's the sound effect. I swear, if I was like walking down, um, I mean, I could be walking anywhere and I heard that sound, it would bring me right back to just ba- someone's ba- brawling backstage right yes, now like yes. <laughs> they're present every time there's a backstage scuffle <laughs> 2000 during an edition of raw from charlotte north carolina steve austin used a crane to drop a steel beam on the dx express tour bus crushing the bus in the parking lot during the show also on the program dean malenko defeated scotty Tuhati to win the wwf light heavyweight title and Crash Holly defeated Matt Hardy to win the WWF Hardcore, Hardcore. title. I don't remember the light heavyweight title being around very long. Uh, in those days, any <laughs> anything that wasn't the IC, like I felt, kind of came and went. European kind of came and went. Yeah. Light heavyweight kind of came. Well, you had such an influx of talent that you like. You had to create a few more championships. I feel. Yeah, especially when they brought in like the radicals and stuff like that. Yeah, you had. You had I wonder if he was. Uh-oh. Well, this is like a year before that, but it is just okay. roughly. Gotcha. Actually, the radicals are are not too far because the radicals came in first. You know Wait, what I'm saying? Was Dean in the radicals? No. Yes, he was. He was okay. Yes. So th- there you go. Okay. So they came in first, and it was about eight months later. WCW folded up their tent, and and everybody then comes over. So that close, huh? It seems further away, but yeah, you're right. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, 2007. World Wrestling Entertainment pulled the Rock and Roll Express member Robert Gibson, who had been working as something of a trainer and coach for the WWE developmental system from a Memphis wrestling event headlined by Paul White versus Hulk Hogan Hmm. at the FedEx Forum. The company had already pulled Jerry Lawler, who was planned as Hogan's opponent from the show. Promoter Corey Macklin would sue WWF over the matter, settling for an undisclosed amount. So I don't know why he was pulled. This is one of those things where it must have started off nice. Like, hey, Vince, can I go work this, you know, random show? Yeah. A lot of times it'll be like a, 
a memorial show or something right. like that. Like, he doesn't turn that down often, but and I'm surprised <clears throat> with Roberts that he didn't see it coming. <laughs> God damn it! If it was coming to the left, he'd have seen yeah. it. Or <laughs> from the left, Adam, you're just full of zingers tonight, oh, bro. Shit, right? This is why you're here. Uh, <laughs> I also never associate Robert Gibson with the WWE. No, you know, no. But like, they, they, they had to put in here that he was working as a he was a trainer, something huh? of a trainer and coach. <laughs> whatever that, whatever the fuck that means. That sounds like one of those uh, no show jobs in the mob. Yeah. We're like, oh, I work construction. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, you don't. I'm in sanitation. Uh-huh. I train wrestlers. Sure you do, Robert. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm somewhat of a trainer. <laughs> 2007, WWE held their Extreme Rules pay-per-view, which featured Batista's final pay-per-view appearance until 2014, the lead-up to WrestleMania 30. Uh, he would lose a last-man standing match to John Cena. I'm sure you... I'm sure you didn't see that one coming. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for you to hop on that, Adam. I was, I was um, trying to think. I So. No, I was, you know, I was but, out. I was right, still right, like right. a year before I start watching gotcha. again. Um, another interesting match on the card, though. JTG defeating Shad Gaspard in a strap match. Apparently, crime time went sideways at some point. Yeah. One of them crime time explodes. Yeah. <laughs> one of them turned probably state's evidence or something on the other <laughs> yeah. one. JTG, is this a wire? Yeah. <laughs> What's that underneath that bulletproof vest, <laughs> right. JTG? What's in your Timbaland boots, I JTG? I didn't know they broke up. They I didn't fought. either. Mm, nice. Apparently, the shit got bad enough where there was a strap match involved. I mean, oh, I it guess was, it's a gimmick <laughs> pay-per-view, though, so there you go. And it wasn't even a leather belt. It was it was guns. <laughs> that strap match. It's crime time, dude. Nine millimeter. <laughs> 2011, WWE held their annual draft edition of Raw. The show kicked off with a 20-man interbranded battle royal to determine the first pick. SmackDown won, and with the first pick, they chose John Cena. Uh, although with typical WWE fuckery, and I didn't look into this, the last pick of the night, which was the eighth pick in the draft, was Raw redrafting John Cena uh -oh. to the red brand. So I don't know. You get to steal one. I don't know. I don't know. There was all these like matches on the card where like they were called draft pick matches and I don't really understand. Look, man, I didn't go into all this. I just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. this is all courtesy of our friends at PW Insider. That's right. uh, last bit of news, or I'm sorry, last bit of uh, history, if you will. 2014 Diamond Dallas Page was in studio for a serious XM interview with Sam Roberts when the subject of his recent appearance on the Nancy Grace show following the Ultimate Warrior's death came up. Page tore the host a new asshole, referring to Nancy Grace as a fucking cunt. I want to see that. I do too. It's the, uh, if you go on this article, yeah. you can go right there today. There is a YouTube clip, and All I didn't clip right. on it. Because the way I did this, I was late on this. Um... And I don't have internet like in the in the back where I work. Sure. So I like bring the computer up front, load the web page, head to the back, and then do all my copy pasting. Nice. I couldn't click on that. Ah, would you do it? You think I wouldn't have clicked on that fucking thing? <laughs> we would have had a soundbite. Oh now. shit! I wish I would have. Interesting. And happy birthday to Alex Riley, a Rye. Alex Riley. What remember I, him? Um, WWF. Yeah, he was the one that was uh, like Miz's sidekick when Miz was uh, oh, world yeah. champion and stuff. And then he had another like 
resurrection, if you will, in NXT. Mm, that's for me. More, Fucking body on that guy. Okay. 44. 40. All right. Drew Gulak. Oh, that uh, that last one was kind of, that kind of sucks because he didn't quite remember the dude. Yeah, that's true. Drew Gulak, 38. 34. <sighs> Four. That's, that's all I got. That's all I got. All right. Uh, <laughs> It's now time for the Retro Raw Review. Retro Raw Review. It is the April 28th, 1997, or Season 5, Episode 17, if you're peacocking. It's from the Omaha Civic Center in Omaha, Nebraska. Show started off with uh, a little recap from last week, complete with timestamps. Which was like, it was like 8.07, it showed Austin in the ring, and it was like 8.38, and it was like right. him talking shit with Gorilla Monsoon, and then <laughs> 20 minutes later, he's got that uh, ambulance driver's head in the, in the window. In the window, yeah. <laughs> But I think that they did that strategically also to be like, look, if you're, uh, if you're flipping between us and Nitro, this is how many times, like, throughout the night that this main story was told. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Stone Cold's here at X. Why and if you, times. if you notice, this is the second week in a row that he's out there for uh, a talking segment in the top of each hour. Right. Yeah. And last week he even finished this the episode. So like he was out there three times last week. After being ejected from the building. Yeah. <laughs> also a, a not so subtle change that we didn't pick up on two weeks ago. I mean, it's been Raw's war for a while now. But two weeks ago, they switched the uh, the ring skirt. To the raw black and red mm-hmm. and the the whole uh, red ropes ropes okay and that like I thought might have just happened this week but I went back to last week and it was also black and red it wasn't until the week before that it was back to the red white and blue ropes gotcha with the uh, blue the awesome classic like navy blue apron with the W's on it yes that's my favorite it's a good one. So, anyways, live in the arena, Brian Pillman's making his way to the ring for an in ring. Prayer session, I guess we'll call it. Um, <laughs> I, I love like this is awesome. Brian Pillman, this is a it's pretty close to his legends figure that I don't have, but I want. Okay, this depicts this time, and it might even have like that shirt and that. It's good, definitely got the vest. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is the bomb, dude. I love this shit. Um, <laughs> his prayer session for Bret Hart to have a speedy recovery. He also asks for people in the audience to join him as he prays for the complete destruction and annihilation of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Quote, may he be struck down here in this very building tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and the crowd is booing. He screams, let Bret Hart, the savior of the WWF, into your hearts. And Austin eventually interrupts to open your hearts and minds and let Bret Hart in let Bret Hart the savior of the WWF in to your heart and soul Brian Pillman <laughs> for once in my life I ain't got a lot to say you better pray that I don't come out there and beat the hell out of you. Speaking of saviors, not even Bret Hart is going to be able to save your ass. 
I'm not afraid of the devil. It says in the good book, <laughs> an eye for an eye. And to turn the other cheek. And he bends over. Yeah, he's like mooning the <laughs> yeah. entranceway. It's so, so good. Stone Cold eventually then makes his way to the ring, but it's a trap. It's a trap. Owen and Davey Boy, they're right behind, and Steve sees he's out in numbers, powders through the crowd, and then a prayer circle commences in the ring. Yeah, with the three of them. And as that is happening, we see Austin backstage, who is looking for an equalizer <laughs> in the form of what? An axe handle. God damn right. Axe handle, dude. I love how he actually pulls the, the head of the axe off. It's something about the bit, the fucking axe handle. I love it because at one point, Owen looks up and just catches a glimpse of it, but then goes back to praying, but he's still kind of like one eye open. Like, what was that? Like, <laughs> it's awesome. He heads down to the ring with the axe handle, handle and uses that to clear the ring. It's a great open to the show. I meant to look back and see, like, when did... um. Vince Russo like start writing the the show because mm. for the last couple weeks it's really felt like more of a television show than a wrestling show. Yeah. But it still has enough good wrestling in it that I I mean I dig it the most. Right. It has But it, but it definitely has that fucking television feel like really it could be here. every seg kind of runs into the next and there's a yes, through line. There's a thread, right. Oh, it's so good, dude. Um, <laughs> match number one on the card, Flash Funk defeats Rockabilly with a Hurricane Rana after Billy inadvertently ran into the Honky Tonk Man, who was up on the apron. Um, Funk does eat a guitar over his head for his troubles, though, at the end of the match. Yeah, that's um, their forte. And then we see Bret Hart arriving to the arena in an ambulance. And he's heading to the ring. It's wheelchair time. In a wheelchair. He's rolling. <laughs> and I love how he's got like the one leg out and shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I love it. So next up, it's an in-ring interview with Bret Hart, who actually just stays on the stage for this one. I mean, the guy's in a wheelchair. Yeah. Vince is in the ring and just kind of introduces him, I guess. Um, he's flanked by Owen and Davey. He refers to himself as a lion, which I love. And uh, everybody else is uh, stone cold, and the rest of the American public are hyenas, filthy, stinking hyenas. <laughs> he says it like a million times. Yeah. Um, we see <laughs> uh, he, he like calls the crowd sick, depraved society. Classic he's, U.S. rant. But he's got an awesome. I like when at one point he's like, "You chant USA." My mother's from the United States. Or something. <laughs> it's like they went nowhere. <laughs> Do you remember that? No, I missed that part. He did. He's like, yeah, yeah, USA. My mother's from the USA. And I was like, are you taking a dig at Helen right now? Or are you just... Right. I don't know what he was doing. It's weird. He does have an awesome line about like, don't you hate how I keep talking about how I'm the best? And he's like... That's what the rest of the world thinks about America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, that was like the most poignant shit ever. That yeah, because that is what that's spot on. That's spot on, dude. Um, he closes things out by saying that Austin's minutes are numbered, and that all these people make him sick. And I like how they wheel him back through the curtain, just like Homer through the bushes. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> straight backwards. Yeah, roll me out of here. <laughs> He's just got to sit Owen. there right away. Owen, yeah. let's go. <laughs> Match two. The Legion of Doom defeat Doug Furness and Phil LaFon when Hawk hits a clothesline off the top rope. Kind of what he would do in the Doomsday Device situation, but Animal was not in the ring. No, no, no. Well, right. They, they're setting up for the Doomsday Device. Yeah. And then, um, what's his name? Furness. Furness. Or no, LaFon yeah. took out. 
took out animal. So then Hawk was just like, screw it. I'll just hit goes, you from up here. Just goes for it. <laughs> and gets the pin. I was like, well, that was kind of weird. But they, I, they kept hitting the, they showed an interview um, before the match with Doug and Phil. Yeah. They're like, anywhere the LOD goes, they got a home team advantage. And they kept plugging that line. Like I, I think yeah, I heard that three times. Yeah. Cause they're like, we don't, we basically they're upset that they don't get any fan support. That's their whole, their whole bitch. Cause they're not from America. No, I don't think they're playing that angle. Somebody say, else is playing that yeah. angle. <laughs> you, know, you know what you guys should hook up with. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> then we get a couple words from Ahmed Johnson. Oh, boy. Who I put? He cuts a Nick Gage promo. He's like, yeah, man. I got, I'm in a gang. I'll get my gang members. <laughs> yeah. He went nuts. Yeah, he did. Got all hot and chucked a chair or something. He was like, I don't know what to do anymore. I'm going to kill everybody. He's like, whoa. Murder, death, kill. What? I know. <laughs> then uh, we do see Bret Hart backstage kind of holding a strategy session with Owen and Bulldog, as well as Brian Pillman praying for Owen's victory over the Rock tonight while, I'm sorry, Rocky Maivia, yes. while holding both of his slammy, and he like kisses each one. <laughs> yes. Dude, Brian Pillman, if nothing else, is all in on everything. You know what I mean? I did not remember this praying part. I, does, does this last long? I don't think so. I don't so. think so. But I loved it. Yeah, it I did too. certainly it lasts long uh, a while on October. April 28th, 1997. Right. I'll tell you what. It was definitely a common thread. <laughs> match three, we do get that match. It's Owen Hart versus Rocky Maivia for the Intercontinental title. Uh, Owen dedicates the match to Brett. Jumps Rocky almost immediately after he gets in the ring. It was a decent match. Yeah, and I loved Owen's gear here, too. He had, like... He had like gold piping all along his uh, like his collar. And, oh, yeah. And then he had like gold stripes on his... On his uh, Shorts. I just thought it looked awesome because he's done the Slammy Award before, like in white. Right. This is probably not the first time we've seen this gear, but it's the first time that I really noticed it, I guess. Mm. But it's it's awesome, and it's a damn shame that we'll probably never get like an uh, an elite scale Owen figure. You know what I mean? Right. Like his wife is just too bitter, and I get that. But like, there's other companies now other than the WWE. Like, talk to Super Seven. Yeah. But then can they make the King of Hearts Owen Hart? Because WWE probably owns, owns that. that. trademark. Yeah. Come on. Somebody find some common ground here yeah. and give the fans what they want. Right. Yeah, yeah. God damn. Honor the legacy. Yeah. He really would. He it fucking would. really would. He's got a ton of good ones. I mean, there's a... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Owen does control most of the match, but I thought the match, it was it was good, but it didn't seem like they jived very well. Like, several spots I felt were, like, clunky looking. Um... I don't know. Just going back and thinking about it, I was like, it didn't seem like they were on the same page. Even the finish, which is Owen winning with like a modified victory roll, yeah. kind of looked a little wonky. Yeah, a little cluttered. Yeah, and he gets, but he gets the pin with a modified like victory roll, and there you have it, new Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, and new. So the Hart Foundation now holds almost gold. all the gold in the gold. WWF. So they have. Owen and Davey, it's just those two, really. Owen and Davey right. have the tag titles, and then Davey's got European. And, and Owen's got the IC. And poor Brett's got to carry all of it, plus a crutch. And slammies. And two slammies. <laughs> he looks like fucking Willie Nelson at WrestleMania 7. <laughs> you ever see that? Yeah. <laughs> Where he's wearing, like, the child size title, and he's got, like, every gimmick that you could buy from the stand on. On, yeah. Oh, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> Oh, man. And then 
<laughs> I forgot about this. Right before they go to break, they show Austin in the back rolling. Yes, in the wheelchair. In a wheelchair, like practicing. He's got the axe handle on I his lap. I love it. It's like doing a wheelie almost. <laughs> yes, dude. It's so great. The next thing we hear, top of the hour, glass breaks and Steve Austin's music hits. He's coming in through the crowd with the folded up wheelchair in tow. He like tosses it. I'm like, where is the man? Where is the man? You just see like a frenzied crowd. Then all of a sudden you see this wheelchair just get, get hopped over. In. <laughs> Who wants to see a wheelchair match? Yeah, that's the first thing he says. <laughs> Who wants to see a wheelchair match? <laughs> the whole promo is like half attacking Bret Hart and half putting the Undertaker on notice that his days of being the WWF champion are numbered, and I think the real reason, like I said, out, he's out here to pop the rating at the top of the hour. Yeah, I think you're right. It makes the most sense. Yep. And it's working, so I wouldn't fuck with that. We get a little uh, recap of the Vader and Kuwait incident, as well as a video package for Ken Shamrock, narrated by Todd Pettengill. Yep. And I think it's going to be a several-parter, because it didn't really go anywhere, and then they're like... We'll tune in next week for more on this Ken Shamrock story or whatever. The world's most dangerous man. <laughs> Pettengill's awesome. I do love Todd Pettengill. He's still like doing radio work in New York, I think. He's got a great voice. He does. Um, I think it's going to lead up to his debut match against uh, Vader at In Your House. Which we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Is this where it's going? Is it, it where it's going? It is. 100%. Match for Jesse James versus the aforementioned Vader. Vader wins it with uh, Vader bomb in like a blink of an eye, and he could have ended it earlier. Yeah, it was fast. <laughs> it was to see these guys that have you know only debuted not that long ago just get crushed. Like you have enhancement talent. Why didn't one of those guys right. come out there and take this beating after you did all this with Jesse James for weeks and weeks and weeks? Damn. Yeah, it's weird. Um, <laughs> Jim Ross. The whole thing, I guess, is to get Jim Ross in the ring to ask Vader if he has any remorse. For embarrassing himself, his family, his country, and the company. Yep, they kind of do a mimic of the wake up Kuwait or whatever. Yeah, good morning Kuwait. Good, good wake morning. up Kuwait. Wake up Kuwait. Vader apologizes for nothing. And then JR asks Vader if he overreacted when the host asked the fake question. And Vader gets upset, starts pushing Jr. around, like you said. They what kind are you, of some kind of tough thing. guy from Oklahoma? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a really bad Vader. I'm just doing my job. Yeah, that was <laughs> a bad Vader. <laughs> Ken Shamrock is out next to make the save. Gives the big man the old belly-to-belly suplex. I thought that was pretty impressive. I did, too, because you could tell, all like, the way up, like Vader didn't... He had to, like, double it, like... Vader didn't go the first time, so he, like, doubled it. He's like, I got it. But then he, he fucking, I think he muscled him, dude. Yeah, he muscled him. It was awesome. Uh, match five on the card. Hunter, Hurst, Helmsley versus Goldust. Goldust just sprints down the ramp, starts immediately taking it to Hunter. This has to be, like, the 15th time we've seen these two tangle on Raw. Yeah, but this time Goldust told Marlena that this is no place for a lady. To <laughs> this is true. So what? what going by, uh, you know... What happens? So Marlena comes down. Yes. Makes the save. 100%. This, like a quick sidebar to NXT. Uh, it was Killian Dane and Drake Maverick against mm-hmm. Imperium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Drake, Drake Maverick's like, 
I watched enough wrestling where I know how this goes. Either you turn on me and join Imperium, or (laughs) this is exactly how I felt watching this match. I love that bit. I was like, that's fucking great. It was so great. My music hits, and then then nobody comes around. Then I go for a tag, and you don't don't tag. And you're nowhere to be found. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> Partway through the match, China's putting the boots to gold dust, and Marlena comes to the ring. China starts stalking her around the ring. Gold dust gets between the two, and then Marlena throws a handful of powder. Gold dust. What? It, wasn't it gold dust? No, I think it was straight powder, dude. It was. It was okay. powder. I seen yellow shit, so I was like, hmm. I don't remember. I think it was powder. I think history will be kind to me on this one. Okay. Um, being blinded, though, China starts choking Hunter on accident. Gives the match to Goldust via the countout. She doesn't know she's choking Hunter. <laughs> she was blinded, man. She was. There's a lot of uh, a lot of blinding going on in the WWF at this time. Whether it's fireballs or blow torches or you. powder, you know. You take away someone's sight, and it just it just confuses and discombobulates. Yeah, and that's what and that's what happens. This is this is Vince Russo, right? All over the place, blinding and uh, maiming. But I'm know. into it. Brett's in a wheelchair. Hunter's blind. Yes, Taker's blind. <laughs> Vader, <laughs> Vader's in quick jail. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> this is Vince Russo. Yeah, yeah. This is so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the Undertaker is on the Tron for, uh, I guess, an interview. It's not really. They do talk to him. He has a couple quick words for Paul Bear, Mankind, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. And we also see the second of the WWF reality check vignettes. Did you see these? Yeah. This The first one was whatever, like the grandpa was into it. Remember that? Yes. I was like, that one's not as good. This one where the little kid the little is kid, right? the bald Austin cap. And he's like, I'm not going to finish my dinner. And that's the bottom line. I don't know what's wrong with him lately. Yeah. yeah. I really liked this. <laughs> that was pretty good. It was fucking awesome. Then it's main event time. British Bulldog versus The Undertaker in a non-title match. Can you imagine if it was for the title? And Bulldog then, gets them all. You get them all. <laughs> Jesus. You win. You can retire. Uh, oh, I love Owen's face when the gong hits for Undertaker's music. Did you catch that? Mm-mm. Oh, my God. Because Bulldog's in the ring, and Bret Hart and Owen are on the ramp, and Owen's just, like, behind the wheelchair or whatever. Yep. And Owen's, like, jawing with the crowd and stuff like that. And as soon as the gong hits, Owen just goes... <laughs> just like just as this, this surprise terrified face it was so awesome maybe i'll try to cut that image and use it for the uh the, the pick. episode pick nice the, i don't know i'm try- i always try to find something that's pertinent so maybe we'll go with that uh, i think that was like my favorite part of the whole show actually oh, that, damn. That, i'm bummed i missed it now. it was awesome <laughs> <laughs> the match does not last long i mean as soon as the undertaker hits davy with a choke slam which was like three minutes in owen hits the ring to beat on the dead man stone cold oh. comes out to the crowd yep he helps the undertaker out even though they got a match coming up for the title after they clear the ring austin picks up that title Starts celebrating with it. He even gets on the he top gets row. On the, row, on the like, turnbuckle with yeah, it. I was, I was like, oh boy. It gets really good after this. Oh, <laughs> dude. This was so fucking cool. Um, <laughs> he then drops the Undertaker with a stunner, straddles the Undertaker. He's like flipping him Wait, off double birds. No, first he throws the belt down at his feet. 
Okay. And then uh, then when Undertaker goes to go pick it up, that's when he hits him with gets the Gets him the boot, yeah. Yeah, gives him the boot and then hits him with the stunner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, as he's straddling him, hitting him the double birds, Undertaker reaches up, chokes Austin, stands up with him, drops his ass with a choke slam. Yeah. Steve rolls out of the ring and notices that Bret Hart is on the stage all alone because yes. Owen and Davey powdered through the crowd. <laughs> he starts doing the math. He like looks back at Taker, looks at Bret. He's like... I'm going to fuck up Brett. Yeah, <laughs> there's low hanging fruit up there yeah. on a wheelchair, and he had. <laughs> this was so fucking awesome, dude. He makes his way up there. He pulls Bret Hart's chair out of the way. Like Brett kind of like stood up on the crutch, and Austin just like yanks his chair out of the way, and then it's like, oh, there's He's a wounded dog He's right here. He's gonna get it, but no. The return. Of Jim the Anvil <laughs> Neidhart, the Rhino, uh, <laughs> shows up. He attacks Austin from behind. Brett then hits Steve with the crutch, knocks him right off the stage. That part was fast, too, because I, I missed that for a second. Like I'm like, oh, they beat him down with the crutch. And then I they said, look at him fall off the stage. I'm like, did they throw him off? No, when he just hit him with the crutch. And he just, just kind of like jumped, jumped off. off. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But it was awesome still. Uh, <laughs> they show EMTs putting him on a stretcher. We go to the back. We see Brian Pillman like kneeling in prayer. And then he looks up at the camera with like the sadistic smile. And, and the, the bulging off the eyes. Hot yeah. seg. It was good. Good raw. Oh, it was fucking awesome, dude. I, I really enjoyed the whole thing, to be honest with you. Even though the matches, pretty subpar. But the right. storytelling Stories. is top notch. Yes. Which has been the opposite, you mm-hmm. know, from what we've been dealing with for the better part of a year. Interesting. <laughs> Sign of the times. Did you see anything? Uh, fart foundation. Ooh, classic. Anytime you can work fart and do it, I like it. Heart Foundation needs a transplant. Ooh, I did see that one too. Right. I liked that. What do you got? Uh, what about just Sting Stinks? Oh, I didn't see that one. <laughs> I liked that one. And then this one I really liked. It said Bret Hart, fine Canadian wine. With wine was spelled W H I N E. But the best part about it was the guy wrote. Um, he wrote like fine Canadian wine in cursive, but it was like when Billy Madison was trying to write cursive. And because at first I thought, I, I thought he wrote, I thought he misspelled Canadian. I thought he, I thought it said Comedian with an M. Oh, but it was just. But then uh, I looked, cursive. and every time he made an N, it looked exactly like an N. Like he had a little extra thing in there, <laughs> and I'm like, it looks like Billy Madison writing the Z's for Rizzuto. Right. <laughs> Does that work? Yeah, that's great. It was my favorite, dude. That, I think that wins. That was it. Was very funny. Next up, it's time to go into the dorkness. It's a news segment. It's the part of the show where we talk about what's coming your way in the world of wrestling figures and collectibles. We also discuss any items that have recently made their way into our personal collections. All right, another week, another round of retro news. Mm -hmm. I'm loving all these, by the way. Me too. Um, Several things this week. We forgot to mention last week... um, we were at the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast Live 7 show, mm-hmm. and they showed Ron oh. Rudat art of Swoggle yes. for that Heels and Faces line that Josh Saylor's running. Zombie Saylor, sorry. Zombie Saylor, yep. Um, you shoot names, brother. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Mark Bitters is not his real name. God damn it. <laughs> it's a work, bro. Uh, 
<laughs> I still, I got to put a post out there. I meant to take a picture of my uh, turnbuckle pad and thank him properly in that group. Yes, for sure. Um, but so we saw Swoggle. And then just yesterday, did you see that they signed Barry Horowitz? No. Yeah, he's gotten, he's going to get his first. I don't know. Like, I guess it's his first action figure. Because he does have one of those pint-sized all-star brawlers type figures okay. that came out in uh, one of those crates or whatever last last month. All right. Which I haven't... I, I mean, I saw it, but I was like, I don't need that one. The only one of those I ever wanted was Harley Race. Yeah. Um, which looked really good. Oh, it's awesome. I haven't opened it yet, but I'm going to. Um, we also saw that uh, Zombie Sailor showed today an unpainted Earl Hebner prototype. Nice. Did you see that? No. With interchangeable hands. So he's well, got a one, one hand or a two hand. <laughs> so it's like you look like you can do like a one or a two, or it looks like he's like pointing at, at a guy. Right, right. Oh, dude, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's perfect. That's, That's great. Smart. And he, he kind of gave me a little bit of information as far as pricing goes. I seen that you, uh, yeah, you reached out to him. He said... That they will be more than 20 and less than 40. Okay. And that gives you at least a window. And I think, like, it, what I'm hoping he does is put them out there for twenty nine ninety nine mm-hmm. as a single. Mm-hmm. And give you a little bit of a deal skew if you buy the whole bundle. Like, if they're 25 a piece, if you buy the whole series. Right. I think that would be very fair. Yeah. Um, Especially now that we see that they're going to have accessories and... Uh, you know, interchangeable hands and stuff. And like I said too, I kind of don't want them to get too crazy with it because I want them to be Retros. as a Hasbro. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but I do like that with the, the, the so far the Habner is the only one that's got an interchangeable hand. Yeah, and I and it totally fits. It like does. that's his accessory. You know, if you will. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it is going to be the blue shirt with the bow tie. Okay. Um, I'm sure we'll see old the, school the white and black stripe later on yep. down the road, but either way. Um, can you hear me, Adam? I can. All right. My headphones just crapped out. <clears throat> no big deal. Uh, what else we got? Oh, there was a cryptic image released by Ringside Collectibles teasing a reveal today. I did see that. And it was, uh, very, it basically uh, said Wednesday and the AEW in Wednesday were colored in green. Yes. So everybody's like, oh, it's an AEW figure and like, whoa. Jurassic Park-ish. Very Jurassic Park-ish. <laughs> so, everybody suspected a Jurassic Express three-pack, um, which they were kind of right. It was a two-pack with a repainted Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Mm-hmm. And in the packaging, Jungle Boy is on Luchasaurus's shoulders. Right. It's a ringside exclusive. Mm-hmm. But did you see that there is a variant packaging? No. So that you could, for $5 more, and both of these already sold out within minutes, so you can't even go, like, pre-order them right now. At okay. least at least the first round of pre-orders sold out. Um, but the variant packaging, I'm like, what is what is different? I'm, like, actually looking at the packaging itself, mm-hmm. and I couldn't figure it out. But then I noticed in the variant packaging, Jungle Boy is actually holding up Luchasaurus. Oh, really? So I was like, a, I don't know if that was a fuck up or what. It was very strange. But it did, I will say this, I did see several people like saying, oh, I ordered both. Wow. So maybe it maybe it worked. I don't know. I saw people bitching that. Marco wasn't involved? Yeah. Well, dude, this was, okay, so same thing with the Rhodes Brothers 2-pack. It's a repaint. 
That's yeah. how you got your your exclusive so fast, right? Is because you just took existing figures and did a repaint. That's what this was. And yeah. I, people are already bitching before that Marco Stunt wasn't in the series four or five or whatever it was. Maybe it's six because technically uh, Jurassic uh, Express is uh, Mar- Marco Stunt. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, that's what I read a lot. I know, no, I, and you're gonna. Nobody's ever happy. You know what yes. I've understood in this no whole figure game? Nobody's ever, ever right. fucking happy. You're right. You're right, dude. I just try to like embrace what i like and not i don't i don't embrace the hate dude yeah i heard this guy just recently he was like if they make it 30 dollars to the retro but give you a discount on if you get the whole set then he'll be happy well no i think that would I be know, fair I'm kidding but, not, but i'm just saying you search so like the cello toys nick aldis mm-hmm. okay that's 24.99 on the website yeah so it's like if, if you're kind of competing with them then you kind of kind of have to stick around that price point yeah, but I feel like the whole, yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't know. When the, you're right, you're right. The Nick you, Aldis is good, but it, it doesn't have interchangeable hands. No, but like the Hayabusa looks awesome. That's that from does, Chella, and that's twenty four oh, ninety nine. That does look awesome. Um, so I that's what that's all I'm saying is I think that's like the sweet spot if you want to be in on these. I know I'm just busting balls, man. <laughs> I know you are. Oh, uh, bust them somewhere else, pal. <laughs> Speaking of AEW, uh, Unrivaled Series One B. Is up for pre-order. We're finally getting that uh, sub skin tone correction. The sub, yeah. So it's just it's the same, same six figures, just corrected. Yeah. Although I think Brandy Rhodes is finally going to be more available. Okay. Um, she's probably going to be coming in, in every case. Other uh, before she wasn't like at all. Like I think she only came through ringside or something. Yeah, that's right. It's because they were afraid of her being a peg warmer, like Riho is currently. Our target has three Rehos right on the pegs right I now. Only see Reho. Oh, they had the Bucks there too the other day. Yeah, uh-huh. I just mean in general. If I go to a the store, they're always there. Chances are Rehos there. Yeah, you never see Darby Allen or Orange Cassidy who nope. are also in that same set. Nope. Okay, WWE Shop, another signature series championship title. Did you see that one? I did Mankind? Yes, yeah. it's a it's a big eagle belt on a dark brown strap with like some other leather straps. Kind, kind of, of like holding the main plate on, yes. it almost looks like. Like Mankind's Mask. Yes. Um, I've heard some people say that it's like one of the better ones that they've done. It's one of the more unique ones that they've done. Yeah, I saw people saying like, this is the best. And I'm like, eh, I guess subjective art form. No, know? for sure. If you're like a huge Mankind guy, this is probably like up your alley. Totally. Up your boiler um, room. I like it when they don't change too much of the title. You know what I mean? Like that Macho Man one, it was... Macho Man's like my dude, but they they use like the same shape of the intercontinental plate. But then it was like it just said Macho Man. It had like the three stars. It was like oh, too yeah. much changed for me. Yeah, you got to keep it. <laughs> Which is why I love close. that Razor Ramon one so much because it's like they they did a lot with the strap itself, but it's tweaked very, a couple things on the plates, but not much. Very true to the title. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's I guess that's what I like. This one also comes in a uh, Mister Sacco bag. So, oh yeah, the case. Like is I Mr. said, that's, that's kind of cool. Pretty cool if you're a mankind guy. Uh, the last bit I got is the major wrestling figure podcast mystery crates. Uh, we'll be shipping this week from Pro Wrestling Tees. If you pre-ordered one, did you pre-order one? Nope. Uh, I was on the fence about it because it was like fifty dollars, but right like with a week to go, they said there was going to be two brawlers inside, mm. and I was like. Oh yeah, you told it was me about a FOMO that. thing, and I was, and I hope I'm happy with it. Um, I don't know how I quite feel about the. Actually, I'm okay with it. With the the pay per view they ran, 
they had like a deal where if you bought the pay-per-view for like $10 more, you got a bunch of like merch. Okay. And one of them was going to be a brawler that was only going to be available if you bought the pay-per-view kind of thing. Okay. But going into it, you didn't know who it was. Right. And they announced that it's Maven. All right. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But I don't know. He's a nice I, guy. So I haven't seen that. Yeah. At, when I found out about it at first, I was like, oh. But then when I met Maven, I was like, God, I'm pretty happy I'm getting a Maven <laughs> micro brawler. You charming motherfucker. Took Undertaker out of the Rumble, bro. Yes, he did. Um, new rivals. Got anything? I got, uh, I, I think I sent you a picture. Um, there's somebody on the major wrestling uh, group. On the Patreon group, the Facebook yeah, group. Yeah, on the flea market that I got a pin off of him. I, oh, yeah. I forgot his name. I'm sorry. but um, And he, he went to the... There was a shipping debacle, there right? There was a shipping debacle. He, he wasn't happy about the shipping costs. And so uh, he's like, yeah, man, I, I refunded your money. And he, sh- he sent me a picture of it in the envelope, like ready to go for me. He's like, I ain't paying for this for shipping. I'm like, all right, man. Hey, I'm refunded. No, no, what no could worries. it have possibly cost? <laughs> I think that's it. That must have dug at him because all of a sudden I just got a package in the mail. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And it was the pin I ordered, which is from Starcast 2. Yeah. And it's Ric Flair just wooing it's yeah, just the head. The head. Yeah. And there's a note saying, Hey man, I felt bad about about bailing on that deal, so you know, just want to pay it for it. Here you go. That's awesome. I was like, that is awesome. Because so, I, I just can't imagine like You already went down to the the, the postal. God, you know? What is your it's time like, worth, man? I'd be yeah. like, fuck this. And it must have ate at him. Like, Dude, what am I doing? I'm Sometimes this. you take an L. I <laughs> yeah. mean, I'm sorry, yeah. but you do. Right. Um I'll, I'll get that. And then I got uh, the other uh KO retro that I needed. Oh, the one with the, like the duct tape KO the, letters. The duct tape KO letters, awesome. which you told me was originally supposed to be. No, no, no. That was the original. That's series one. Oh, okay. The fight the, Owens the fight, fight, fight was supposed to be a repaint. Um, because Enzo was supposed Enzo. to be in that line. Ooh, I do have something. I'll get to that. Later. <laughs> um, I, I only have a couple pops. Nothing major. I got uh, Edge. Nice. Which I wasn't sure if I had, but I don't think I do. Um, and then I took the kiddos to uh, Medieval Times on Sunday. Yeah, I can't wait to hear about that. And we were coming through the Belvedere uh, Oasis, you know, where they got the fucking... Yeah, the McDonald's. So on either side, there's a 7-Eleven gas station. Oh, did so I'm like, oh, I got to go in there. Cold? I did. They had two there. Nice, This dude. one, the box is pretty jacked, but the other one, the box was like demolished. <laughs> yeah. So I, otherwise, I would have picked them both up. But That's awesome. So I got the Austin 316 7-Eleven exclusive, which oh, is cool because yeah. we don't have a 7-Eleven that close to us. Nice, dude. And then I popped into the GameStop to... Get my pre-order on for Resident Evil Village, which is coming up uh, next Friday. All right. And as I as I hop in there, the guy's like, we got some pops in for you or whatever. And my daughter, Michaela, always, I shouldn't say always, but if she's there, like, pre-order, she pre-orders pops through GameStop all the time. Really? And if there's any wrestling ones coming out, she'll usually put them, put them in, in for me. So they, they know. They but know. most of them I already had. So it was like Otis with the money in the bank or the uh, China and something else. I'm like, you can just put those on the shelf because I already got those. Um, but he's like, he's like, well, one of them just came in today. And I was oh, like, boy. which one? Eddie Guerrero, which I haven't seen anybody with yet. Wow. So Eddie Guerrero, and it comes with the uh, WrestleMania 20 pin, which I thought was really cool. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And I like weird. I haven't seen anybody with that Eddie Guerrero yet. So first score first time for me, man. Uh, that's a GameStop exclusive. You can probably still order it. So the deal with the GameStop pops um, 
with that one. And the last one they had was that Ric Flair with the Rumble 92. They both came with an enamel pin. pin. So it's pretty neat. That is cool. A little bonus for getting the going right through the uh, whatever exclusive yeah, store it is. I like know. that. And then, um, yeah, I, dude, I hit so many targets from Chicago to here looking for that. People are finding that Vader, that Series 10 Vader. Mm. And I want that thing so bad. It looks it looks so awesome I've with the Mastodon it. helmet. Yeah, you've seen it in stores. No, no, okay. no. Jesus, I call you. Think. I hope you would just buy it. Just buy it. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I've had to make sure it's the but right. But yeah, man, I hit I hit so many, and I was finding like those legends, Nikolai Volkovs. I found a lot of that new WrestleMania set with. I found the Goldberg, which is the last one I need out of that set. I don't need the Goldberg, but I want the young Paul Ellering head. Right. So I was like, mm, I didn't. I haven't purchased it. I, <laughs> somebody in the group or something will just be like, at a certain point, somebody will just give me the head. You know what yeah. I mean? Somebody give me some head, would you? Al Snow over <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> what does everybody want? <laughs> uh, anything else from you? No. <clears throat> I touched on that. Uh, oh, there was something from... Something from Pro Wrestling Tees, I thought. Oh, I got a Pro Wrestling crate. Oh yeah, I did too. That was the, decent. It was um, it was the tag, tag team part five. Yeah, that was fun. There was a Young Bucks shirt, a uh, a Money Inc shirt, the which Money I kind of liked. Shirt, it was pretty sweet. The Tongaloa Micro Brawler. Yeah. Nope, didn't no? get the chase. Didn't get the chase. Did you? Oh, I didn't even think about the chase. There's a chase. Which I, is funny, I, it's like, I don't even really want it because the the one the original one matches the Tamatango right. one. Right. So I, I don't know. And then the it. the variant is like pretty much just all black. Oh really? Yeah. And it's not going for near what like the Nash or the, the Owen Hart or the mm. Jake the Snake one goes for. Mm. Then there was a DVD before the big leagues, tag team edition, FTR dual autograph. Yep, that's a good one. A Motor City Machine Guns pen, uh, pin. Lucha Brothers uh, beer opener. I liked that. That looks cool. It's half and, and half. And it's like hot, uh, pocket size. It is. Like, I can just have that in my pocket. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like that. Because I do roll around with like my full-size Miller Lite uh, bottle opener. Yeah? Yeah. People <laughs> think it's weird, but you know, you never who's know. weird when you're cracking open a beer and not having to use a lighter right. or your teeth or going into or the drawer and finding someone to ask who yeah who's weird now fuckers right (laughs) oh man it's time for some what you watching doge it's now time for what you watching where we discuss what in the world of professional wrestling we've watched this week it could be current product vintage viewing or anything in between nothing is off the table or ladder, or chair. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, hell yeah. Switched out the cans, Adam. You can hear me now. Working with some hot pink beats over here. Looks good. Goddamn right. Uh, what you watching? I watch Impact Rebellion. <coughs> you did? Yeah. The whole show? The whole show. Where at? Don's? Don's. Uh, big return. Eric Young was out hurt. He was doing like a eight man or something like that. Him and his crew. He's got like Rhino in there and like mm-hmm. a Cody Deaner and some guys or whatever. So I was like, All right, I saw it. Did you? Mm-hmm. Big Cass. He looks good. Isn't it Cass XL or something? He had a weird name. It was yeah, like, it's like no, it was like Morrissey. What? Yeah, it was like W Morrissey. It was maybe that's his real name. It wasn't his um. His indie name, like that, Kaz yeah, XL he went with, or whatever. Like, Kaz XL yeah, in the yeah. indies. No, it was uh, so like you see that on the on the jumbotron or whatever, like 
WM. William Morrissey is his real name. There we go. Hey, Hmm. man. Using the ring name W. Morrissey. That that was it. (laughs) Spot on, Adam. Seven feet tall, and you can't teach that. You can't teach that. Hmm. Um, How was the rest of the show? I heard that Rick Swan um, Kenny match was obviously good. It was really good. Um, couple botches when they go up to the top rope. If, if Kenny would do any, actually, anytime Rich went up to the top rope with Kenny. Well, it's a six sided ring. Fuck. No, it's not. I know. <laughs> That's how long it's been since I watched Impact Wrestling. What Dixie Carter do? Yeah. Who's, Jeff Jarrett fucking hit anybody with his guitar? Don't piss him off. <laughs> <laughs> What's Angle and Kurt or, uh, and Sting up to? Hogan's still there? Um, Stinger. <laughs> Stinger. It was good, though. Um, I like the. There's like a, a triangle match with uh, Josh Alexander. I like him. He won. Um, that was really good. I'm trying to think What's he doing now that Ethan Page left? Just being his own Just dude? Just being a single dude. But the, I always liked, I like the dude that has a wrestler. Oh, um, your big Rick Steiner mark. Yes. What is that called? The, <laughs> the head, headgear. The headgear. Yeah. I, love, I don't know. When we saw him, it legitimizes you a little bit. We saw him win a freaking tournament. Yes, at AAW. At, yeah, with the flu. Yeah. That was pretty that was amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Oh, he beat uh, Eddie Kingston in the finals. Eddie Kingston, who we didn't even know Eddie Kingston was. Oh, that was awesome. That was great. Um, it, it was a good overall pay-per-view, I thought. Uh, I never once was like, meh. I mean, there's a couple now, times. Now, do you get like, that yeah. one if you have, like, the Impact Plus subscription? I think this was the last one you can get on Fight. Okay. Because they said, like, it's no longer going to be on Fight. And then I'm like, right, but Impact has their own subscription service. I th- well, and all of their pay per views except for four, like their big four, Bound for Glory. I don't know what the other ones are. Slam anniversary. So there's two other ones that you had to do like traditional pay per view or probably on fight. Okay, because I Don said something about after this, it's not on fight. So maybe you only have to have Impact Plus. Mm. I, I don't know. He had it on fight, so it's whatever. only like eight bucks a month for that subscription. Yeah, when you add it up. Though. I know when you when you add up all the subscriptions. Yeah, yeah it, it went insane. from like you're going to save so much money. Than Remember cable. when the cable company just did all this for us? Yeah, like they compiled all this and then just gave it to us for one price. No, no, God, that was awesome. Yep, they're coming to save. So- I, all I need is Netflix, <laughs> and now all I need is WWE Network. Or yeah, yeah, it's crazy, right? It is. It's full circle. That was good. Um, yeah, it was good overall. It's good pay per view. I can't complain. Um. Dynamite, we watched that seems so long ago, right? It does. <laughs> like when, we, when we sit down to do this, and I'm like, did I watch Dynamite this week? Oh, I did. It was seven days ago when I watched it, though. Yeah. Um, Hangman defeated Ricky Starks. Uh, Penta defeated Trent. With a question mark. Yep. Hikaru Shida defeated Ty Conti. Great match. People are really gushing over that match, and it, and it was good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, that was good. But they like set the bar a few weeks ago with Hunter or Thunder Rosa and... Uh, Britt Baker. Britt Baker, yeah. That's going to be a <laughs> tough one to top. Uh, what else? Oh, the Jungle Boy Darby match was pretty good also. Um, yeah. Chris and Cage versus Powerhouse Hobbs was also good. And the inner circle stuff was like pretty entertaining, but went far too long, I thought. Their little powwow in the ring. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like They yeah. kept like repeating stuff. And it was, I don't know. You can tell they're out there without an, without 
a script. Let's just get to blood and guts already. <laughs> Let's just do it. They're they're making a this week's gonna be a battle plan or something. Like, yeah. Why are but, we uh, Why are we talking no, about that they, on there? Uh, what do they call it? Uh, Rules or something? No, they're gonna they're gonna. There's a name for it that doesn't sound like the right name. I forget what okay. it's called though. Like but, the battle rules, yeah. or we're gonna establish war rules yes. or something. Yes. No gases. <laughs> Mustard gas is out of the question <laughs> at blood and guts. Okay. Um, NXT last night. Did you watch that? Yes. Pretty good. That was good. Uh, Mercedes Martinez defeated Dakota Kai via the DQ after Raquel got involved. I like Champa and Thatcher coming down to confront the grizzled young vets. Toothless Timmy and old man Champa. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they literally called them. I know. I was like, are you kidding me right now? The the they called the. It- themselves that i know i'm fine with that but the announcer called them that as well uh, and i don't want to be that. careful with that you yeah. are tread lightly guys with will that. kill you <laughs> tony storm lost to enhancement talent after some zoe stark distraction that was it that was so fast that i didn't it didn't make my notes even i was like oh yeah shit. how do you feel about zoe stark Neither here nor there. I know they like seem to be pushing her to the moon. Don't it's do like, that. Uh, you don't even do that. To Tony Storm. No, like, I like Tony Storm. Tony time. Tony time. It's Tony time. Uh, second week in a row that in, you never went back and watched that that Indy Hartwell doing that. They might have showed it. This they week. showed it. I so I saw what you meant. The the, the that like shit fame cracked like, me yes. up. And then this week she cracked me up so again because yeah. she spouts out like yeah. cuts to the way and just like. Just goes down to the ring like she's bummed, yeah. you know, like and, and pouty and shitty. That shit made me like, I don't know, dude. Indy Hartwell's drone on me is at least on the uh, facial expression stuff, you know? Yep, I agree. And then uh, Bronson Reed in that match defeats Austin Theory. That was a really good match. That was fun. Oh, uh, back to. Oh, Imperium and. Drake, Ma- Drake, Drake Maverick. And, oh, and we were Killian talking Dane. about. When when Drake was was coming out or whatever, what's up? A dude from Imperium kind of doing weird shit, not to hurt because uh... they were together in. Um... Oh, that's right. Okay, you're right. What was the Eric Young faction? Why can't I think of it? Nikki Cross, Sanity, Sanity. Yeah, that's Alexander Wolf okay. and Killian Dane. Were I in was that. like, what the hell's with this? Show? Okay, that makes sense. Never mind. That's why. Um, what was the main event? Oh, it was a six man Legato Del Fantasma and. Um... They defeated MSK and Kushida, Kushida, which was pretty good. That was pretty fun. What else? Did you watch the uh, Deathmatch Jake recommendation? Holy shit, dude. I loved it. It was fucking awesome. So, okay, that used to be Andrade. Andrade is La Sombra. Is La Sombra. And then um, Mascara Dorada is um, uh, not Lince Dorado, although the name sounds so familiar. Right. It's Grand Metalik. Okay, Grand Metalik. And that his, was his gimmick has like not changed. Like he's still doing all that stuff. He still dresses almost exactly the same. same. Yeah. <laughs> was Sin Cara there too on the side? Okay. Or is it just that's the Mystico? Uh, gotcha. Who okay. who was the original Sin Cara? Yep. yep. Yes. Um, you know who else was there? Fucking Naito. He was the one with that star mask. The red mask? Yeah, yeah, the red mask with the star. Who did he keep fucking with that was announcing? Oh, that was Blue Justice, Yuji Nagata. That was Nagata. Yeah. Okay, okay. I don't know what the deal is with that, but <laughs> I wasn't watching New Japan at this time, no, really. Right. So it was very cool. They'll go back and watch that match. And this was during that fantastic, fantastic mania or whatever. Yeah. Where CMLL comes in. And I think they run like four nights. Do so they, they still do that? Yeah. Okay. I mean, they didn't last year. Right. Or I mean, did they let? Mm, probably not. I, f- 
fucking like my gut says they didn't, but I swear to God, I remember something about it. But that could have been the previous year. I don't know. Um, Might be thinking Triple Mania or something too. Could be, but no, I'm thinking the New Japan time. But yeah, so they usually come in and they run like the four main places, like Korokan Hall, Osaka Joe Hall. I don't know if they do a uh, Tokyo Dome show or not, but they basically come in for like a week and have these CMLL versus New Japan matches, and they still do it. But this was. This was fantastic, man. Someone's going to have to because uh, ROH is no longer partners with the old CMLL. No? Yeah, they, CMLL put out a statement like yesterday or something. Oh, really? That that uh, partnership is over. Interesting. Um, I did like, there were so many cool moves. Like the, the match, like two minutes in, there's like Dorada hits a spinning like plancha over the top row. Yes. That was awesome. He's still doing his all like rope walking stuff that's just fucking amazing that flying hits head scissors where he just runs where he and jumped then, over the top rope yeah that, yeah it was the whole match was like go it, it, and even some of their pinning combinations i loved yeah like when they you know just kind of keep rolling and into it I, I think they i only saw like one fuck up and they started off like stalemating everything yes which was Doing so the, cool i can do that too shit. yeah yeah <laughs> at one point they like dorada goes for that head scissors and sombra just turns it into a fucking power bomb yes. just, like sits Stops. down with him it's awesome <laughs> yeah i really dug oh, that man. that might have been my favorite recommendation i was dying like i just watched it tonight before i came over i, I still think i like that one noah match better with uh uh, oh, uh, it was Hideo Itami or whatever, you know, yeah. Kenta and that is very fucking tough to tell. Oh, that thing was. And awesome. for some reason, like it said that, like when I turned this on, I'm like 41 minutes. <laughs> I was like, what is that? How long this match was? No. So I like, I kind of fast forward. I'm like, okay, entrance takes, you know, five minutes. What did you watch on new Japan world? Yeah. Okay. So did I. And then by the, all of a sudden, so like it's going crazy i keep yelling shit from i'm in the kitchen and she's like what are you watching and i'm like new japan da, da, da. um and, and i'm like what time i got in here because i'm like if it's 41 minutes you know and then i look and or no before i go to look all of a sudden it's uh it's it was the end really yeah and, I was, and there's yeah, it wasn't still that long 11 minutes left or something really so 15 minus how did you get there? Did you just search out the match? Basically, I just typed in uh, La Sombra, Mascara, Dorada, and then like a bunch of them came up with dates, and I just clicked on just that match. Did you type in Fantastic Mania? Or? No. Because hmm. Jake didn't even, I don't think mentioned even Fantastic Mania. Yeah, he does. Does he? Yeah, I went back and listened um, because I was. Okay, so I did not look into that. Or well, I didn't. That's not how I found it. Well, I use yours, so yeah. <laughs> well, when I when I I love you use the company card. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> it's right up. But when I started typing it in and the search bar, it said Fantastic Mania 2015. I'm like, oh, Matt's already been here. Oh, so then yeah, I was already there, but that's not what oh, I typed right. in. It probably just yeah yeah, yeah yeah. And then once I brought that up, I could see which one to go Boom. to. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Boom. Awesome, dude. It was awesome. Um, do you want to get this week's recommendation out of the way, and yeah, then we'll let's do um. It. I think I might finally have Jake talked into uh, swapping the name. Swapping that name, bro. (laughs) All right, let me get this thing queued up. All right, here we go. Hey, guys, this is Pure Dad. Thanks for tuning in to Dork Side of the Ring podcast with Matt Marbury and Adam Tellison. And this is your match recommendation for the day. Hey, everyone, and we're back with another match recommendation. This week, we've got quite the. 
banger. On October 22nd, 2011, we've got Kevin Steen versus El Generico in a ladder match for the PWG World Title, which you can find on the High Spots Network, which I highly recommend you check out. Awesome. Quite the extensive library. Pretty much has all the PWG shows. Can't wait to see what Matt and Adam have to say about this match. It's quite the match. And check me out on Instagram at at Puridad. Yeah, I think... I think um so the the high spots gimmick is they always had the PWG shows about a year after that they came out. Yeah. Because PWG still makes a lot of their money on DVD sales. True. So I think they feel like the most people that are going to purchase it will purchase it within that first year. After that, it goes up on the High Spots Network. But I don't think PWG's ran a show in a year. They so haven't. I think every PWG's probably, for the most part, on there. And uh, I was checking out Jake's Instagram, and he was talking about some Bola stuff. And I'm like, that's funny, because I think it was last Friday or Saturday night. I ended up watching some like bowl of night too. It was like whatever I left off on. And yeah. I was like, yo, let's go. It was like Keith Lee and Cobb or something. Oh. It, dude, I, I'm just like, I watched it like two hours or an hour and a half of it. And I'm like, PWG is so fun. It's so good, dude. It is so good. Um, <laughs> did you watch? I did not watch the uh, Roddy Piper doc yet. I haven't seen it either. All I'm right. glad you haven't. Uh, so we got Roddy Piper and then Macho Man's on deck. Right. So hopefully we'll get to talk about both of those. Plus, Dark Side of the Ring is going to start coming out um first week of may right second yeah, week of may, may something like that or something like that yeah. oh man that's kind of stuff's heating up um did you watch the hidden treasures this week no i didn't get to see the the i took the the impact route so this the one road to victory <laughs> this one wasn't um it wasn't i didn't like it as much as the as the last foley? one with foley it was because Kane, right no, it was Undertaker. Really? But they did work Kane into it. Okay. So, and this is, I think that's why I didn't like it. I mean, I liked it, but for a whole different reason, I guess. The Foley one, they're going to, like, collector's homes. Yeah. Well, this one, it's like that AJ dude <clears throat> that's a developmental talent. Yeah. He goes with Undertaker. Okay, so they're like, Triple H is like, we have... So much stuff on The Undertaker. Like, we have a fucking million things. They show, like, All one corner of the warehouse. Yeah. There's, like, 30 caskets. I love those caskets. Oh, my God. And he's like, so we have so much stuff, but, like, there are certain key elements of The Undertaker's persona that we do not have that we would love to have. So what they go looking for, they want to find his purple ring gear that okay. debuted at SummerSlam 94 in Chicago. Yep. Um, against uh, the fake taker, right? Faker, taker, faker taker, Brian Adams. That's right. Um, and he only wore that gear for two years because SummerSlam '96 against Mankind is the when when Paul Bearer betrays the Undertaker. Yep. is the last time you see that gear. So it's like okay. two years exactly. Okay, not that long in the in the thirty year career of the Undertaker, right? Speaking of which, they want Paul Bearer's betrayal urn. From SummerSlam 1996. They have several of his other urns, including that gigantic one that they fitted with a spotlight yeah, at SummerSlam 94, where he was like <laughs> beaming it all around the United Center. Yeah. Fucking awesome. That, is that thing awesome. was so huge, though. It was. And then they also want Kane's original mask from the In Your House Bad Blood Ooh. from 1997. They don't have that? No, because back then, the way Undertaker explains it makes 100% sense. Okay. He's like, 
you have all this stuff and like you're on the road for 280 days, you're burning through gear pretty quickly. Yeah, that's true. And he goes, and at the time you don't think that you're going to have a 30 year career and that anybody's going to be looking for this shit. And then pretty soon 30 years have gone by and everybody's wanting to know where the shit is. Yeah. Where the hell is, uh, Dr. Isaac Yankum's fucking dental bit. Kane's got that. I'm sure <laughs> Kane. Okay. So, so they, uh, they, okay. So here's the thing. They go, to find um, the first thing they do is they head to Knox County, Tennessee. Oh, sure. This guy and the Undertaker. They're like, is the mayor in? <laughs> yes, and he's so like, Glenn's sitting at his desk <laughs> with his fucking iMac, you know, and uh, or his MacBook. And they're asking him, they're like, you know, we'd like to find this, this stuff. And he's like, well, I, you know, I keep a lot of my stuff. I'm a pack rat, but whether we're going to actually find it or not, it's another thing. Right. And then they show like his palatial estate and they're like, we're, hopefully the attic's not too hot. The attic is nicer than like, My like house. it has like bay windows <laughs> in it and stuff, yeah. dude. They go into this attic and he's, he's pulling down totes and stuff. And they're like, they find the, uh, the Unibomb gear from, oh. and that's when undertaker and him had their very first match yes. with Smoky mountain wrestling. Jimmy Cornette. And it's a, it's a basically a Jason Voorhees mask with painted black with like a red skull on it. Yep. And a gauntlet and like this little like almost like demolition kind of gear. Yeah. You know? And then just some black tights. So they find that and this dude's like, dude, I think we you know, I I think we should we should get this for the for the museum or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, uh, how about $2,000? And Undertaker goes, I'm leaving. That was the fucking bullshit offer. Like, you're embarrassing me. How are you going to offer him two grand? He's like, that's a decent offer. Like, nobody knows who Unibomb is. <laughs> and Kane's like, all, Kane's fucking politic. And, you know, he's like, all the money's going to go to charity, to this to this children's hospital, East Tennessee Children's Hospital. Go. So how about, uh, how about four grand? And they settle on that, right? Okay. So four grand's going to the to the hospital, and then um, they do find a mask, and it looks like it might be the first one. So mm-hmm. like they take some some photos of it, and they send it to Stanford. And while that's happening, they get uh, then they show like the dude with Kane like having dudes that they're like at a craft beer place. Okay, like guys drinking a beer, but Kane's drinking a water. I'm like, come on, Glenn. <laughs> like you could let loose and have a beer on yeah. camera. Uh, but anyways, it comes out that it's actually Kane's second mask. Like they're like, well, the red stripe doesn't quite go here or whatever. And like sure. they find out that it's that it's an early mask, but not the OG mask. They end up cutting a deal for the the entire Unibomb gear and that second Kane mask by the WWE donating 10 grand to, to the, the East Tennessee Children's Hospital. So it's like win win. Yeah. WWE gets to write that shit off. They yep. get that stuff in their play. And then he's like, oh, I got a text from Taker. He's down in Texas. There's a funeral. Um, there's like a, a mortuary museum down there. Wait, what? Because, yeah, Taker's like, Paul Paul told me about this guy, Jason, that um, that contacted him. Like, Jason's a curator at this, yeah, funeral museum, if you will. Like, really? they have all these hearses, like, dating back from you know, from the the newest Cadillac to the oldest, like, buggy. Okay. And they have all this shit, and, like, they have this one corner that's, like, dedicated to Paul Bearer. Oh. And they have, they have, like, uh, they, they have... Some the, urns. They have the betrayal urn. You can tell because it's got, like, the handles on it. It's the only one that he had with that. And he smacked him Yeah, because it was that visual of him holding it up yep. over his head. with coming both. down yeah. with it, yep. So they have it, and the guy's, like, not wanting to, not wanting to let it go. 
Um, but Taker's like, well, I think I got some stroke still with the WWE, so let's make a phone call. And they call, they call corporate, and they get them on the on like Zoom or whatever. And the guy's willing to give them. He gets <clears throat> Triple H or who? He gets or is it a, he gets deal? this other guy that's like their their uh, histor. <laughs> what does he call it? Archivist, 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 or whatever. Yeah, his name's like Ben Brown or something. I'm probably fucking that name up. But I was thinking that's who the dude was that um I went with. That went with. No, that okay. that's like Got this you. big black dude that they say is a uh, de- de- developmental oh. talent. Plus, he's just like a big time collector. Like that's okay. his passion or whatever. Okay, so uh. They offer. They end up offering him one of Paul Bear's suits. There you go. And the final urn. Not. I guess there was like six different versions of the final urn. They're all the same, but like they didn't just make one of them. They had like six of them, so they could travel with them or whatever. So basically, that was the swap. And they, they're like, "Yeah, we'll let that go or whatever." Okay. <laughs> so again. We've not really gone to a collector's home or anything. And no. it's just been like an, you know, <laughs> there's no real bartering going on. And then, so then the next place we go is the Undertaker's storage unit. And it's just a fucking, hey man. we just pull up the fucking garage door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Michelle McCool's in there with white bib overalls and her boobs hanging out. And, uh, hey, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just oh, going hi, through Michelle. shit. <laughs> Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, he's pulling out bins and stuff. And sure enough, they come across that. The first thing he sees, the guy pulls up this, like, black velvet bag, and in it is that phantom mask. Oh, so, yeah. So, like, they tell a story about that. And um, the We Watch Wrestling guys were talking about how they don't like, they don't really like all the shtick. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think if you're like not, if you're not like into pro wrestling, you need this like little bit of backstory. And you keep, need yeah. that kind of entertainment. Yeah. I don't know. I'll take it. You could be flipping through and be like, oh, are they I gonna, get to watch this with on? my wife. She's in, she's into it. Right. You know, right. and if it was, if, if none of that was attached, I don't know if she would be. Yeah, I agree. And then they do pull out the original like purple gear mm. and they value that gear at like 50 grand. Really? I suppose. Cause he, it was only such time. a limited it was run. Only two years. Yeah. And, uh, he's like that AJ dude's like, you know, do you think I could take this back to to Connecticut with me or whatever? And he's like, I think that's its rightful place or whatever. So he just gives it to him. Wow. Like, Undertaker doesn't need any well, right. money. I know? So it's just like, the money he's thing, like, but... yeah, that's, that's the rightful place. So, so basically, you know, they get, they get Kane's Kane's gear by donating to a children's hospital from Kane. Right. Undertaker. Undertaker bono. gives his shit. Yep. And it's just like, I, I liked that first episode because I liked, I liked, I like, like what's it going to take? Can you come uh, watch wrestling with my kids for like yeah. 10 minutes? Even or if it's bullshit with Triple H. I know? don't know. That's what I like. So I don't know who's on next. Let him come down here at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm excited because I do like that show and I am. Um, did they preview who's next? No, I didn't okay. see it. I mean, maybe they did, but I missed it. But all right, so we got Roddy Piper to to catch up on. Macho Man will Macho. be in the can. There's a lot of. <laughs> Did you see the full list of Dark Side? Um, I saw it last week, but I don't remember everything that was on it. It's gonna be long. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. I can't wait. Well, we will be here next week to cover it all right here on Dark Side of the Ring. Bigger than Jesus, bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Yeah. Yeah. Bigger than Jesus, bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
bigger than Jesus, bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, bigger than breast implants. Bigger than guns, bigger than cigarettes, 